Blog Talk Radio. Joe Lynn Turner off the Rescue Album featuring our guest tonight, Bobby Masano. Bobby's going to be calling in a little later. Also, we have Jace Lambert calling in from Sweden in about 45 minutes. Sorry about the beginning of the show over there. I forgot to turn the mic on before we uh, started. So hopefully the music came on right after the intro. But we're up and running full force right now. i got Tommy on the line. Hey, T, you there? Hey, good evening. How's it going, Going Mikey? on. Not bad, not bad. I started the show. I didn't hear any music. I said, what the hell's going on? I realized I didn't put the mic on. Oh, your microphone, huh? Yeah, it was running late, so uh but I think uh we got it going all right. So we're doing we're doing pretty good here tonight. 
Yeah, it's a hot and steamy day in uh, New York City. Oof. It sure is. The whole weekend oh, has been like that. Lord. Yeah, and it's going to get hotter and hotter tonight because we got Bobby Masano. Most people remember Bobby from Stars, and uh, mm-hmm. he's been solo for a long time now. I, I couldn't even name all the groups and bands that Bobby has played in or yeah, contributed to. Man. Busy man. Very busy, but we'll get as many as you can when he calls in. And uh, out of Sweden, we got Jace Lamberg, who we featured in the Sunday Night Spotlight a few months back. Uh, he's going to be calling in. So uh, Bobby was supposed to be on first, but he's something happy has to call in later. And Jace didn't want to call in too late because in Sweden it's the middle of the night. Sure. So we made a little swap there. So uh, hopefully he got the message and will call in a little earlier so we'll have more time to talk to him. That's good. Yeah, not bad. So how's your week been going? Not too bad. Not too bad myself. Good. good and you? Good. <laughs> I can't complain. We had a nice weekend. Had a good time Friday night. Yes. Been busy, so yeah. now we're back to the music. Yeah, back to the grind tomorrow. That's all. What are you going to do? We'll enjoy <laughs> it while we have it. This is true. This is true. All right. How about a little bit more music? Of course. Well, since we're doing all, you know, since we got two great guitar players on tonight, how about another one? Okay. A little rainbow from Richard right. Blackmore. This is off uh, the last record, The Stranger in Us All, Hold the Mountain King. <laughs>
Malcolm Rainbow hauling him out the King off the Stranger in a Soul album. That was the last one recorded, and it was with Doogie White back in 95. I tell you, what's it going to take to get Richie back into rock again? Definitely. I know. Oh, it man. would be great. I mean, geez, his playing on this record is amazing. Oh, incredible. You know, I was really, uh, like I was telling you in the chat, I was like totally taken by surprise. I, I saw that cover. I says, wait a second. Maybe this is like one of those mixes, you know? Yeah. And um, then I started reading like the titles and stuff. I said, no, this is new. It was only like 11 bucks. I grabbed it. It was an import, but I guess nobody was buying it, so they, they marked it down. I was like amazed. I probably bought that in like 99, something like that. Yeah, no. uh, yeah, because the last record I think with uh with Joe and Turner was bent out of shape back in like '83 uh, or something. Yeah, and then Joe, and then then like he got back. I mean, um, Blackmore got back with Purple for the two albums. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that Joe had joined Purple. Yeah, Richie took him with them over there. Yeah. there was a lot of friction. If you remember an interview we had with Joe, because the rest of the band, you know, kind of felt he and uh, yeah. Richie were teaming up on the rest of them, you know. Yeah, not and this came out a long not time really, after that. Not really up on that stuff, you know. Yeah, well, it was the '90s, you know. So. Well, like I said, it was like I was telling you, it was during the grunge attack on the U.S. radio, and yeah. you know, I like at the time probably was just listening to my CDs, and I just put myself yeah. in a little, you know, and didn't really research out, you know, past you know whatever I heard. Sure. And, uh, I don't know. I used to listen to this guy. I well, I still do. I gotta be honest. On Fridays, and you know what? He never played anything new. No matter what he says, no matter bullshit he talks about, he never plays anything new. Now he's doing it, but uh, it's the same old stuff. I he know he played the same old shit. So he he just went in his little cocoon too. So he can say whatever the frick he wants. I know. But uh, the nineties were that, a rough time for metal and hard rock. So you know, like you said, a lot of us were listening to what we had. Yeah. And forgot about some of the bands that were still putting stuff out and yeah, like you know, the Saxons, right? Like yeah. Saxon albums. I, I was. The only thing that I did keep up on, I tell you the truth, was Motorhead because they always put something out, and I was always excited to see yeah. something from Motorhead. Uh, they were the one band that I always bought everything, you know, anything they put out. But uh, I kind of laid low on the Saxon for a while, and now I've gone back. You know, I gotta admit, there's a lot to rediscover from that time. Which and I got the Saxon DVD, and I gotta admit, amazing. I've only watched about maybe 30 minutes of it yet. Yeah, I haven't so gotten far. it. Yet. Yeah, I gotta check Amazing. that out. Amazing, you have to do a spotlight on that. Definitely. Maybe Definitely. we'll do that next week. Well, we're running out of Sunday Night Spotlight bands anyway. We'll get to one well, next. Well, I mean, we'll just a little, more. you know, not, not anything, you know, like. Nah, no, we'll feed. We'll do something with that without a doubt. But Doogie White right now is singing in uh, the band Tank. Uh-huh. Which, which, uh, which is like, to me, so different than That's anything he's done before. Weird, yeah. Tank was a much harder band, like more like a punk sounding band. Exactly. And I've seen clips on YouTube, and they sound great, but I'm, I'm waiting to hear the new stuff. And, uh, I I was talking with Mick Tucker, like you know, e- emailing him, who's uh, the guitar player in the band. He's gonna come on soon. I think he's just waiting to get the album more, you know, ready to go. That we have something to promote and talk about. Interesting. So I'm dying to hear like the new stuff from him on there. See how Tank, you know, the direction Tank is taking, because it's been a couple of years since they put out a record too. And so. he's singing the old Tank shit on the on the YouTube. Yeah, if you go on YouTube, you catch huh. clips here and there that they've done different shows and everything. Uh, and it doesn't sound bad. It's different, uh, but I want to hear the newer stuff where he's got more of an input on it. Uh, he actually, because be... the last thing I got with Doogie White was there's a band called Rada Blanca. Uh-huh. Um, I think that, I, I want to say Spanish, but I'm probably wrong. And I don't think he joined the band, but he re-recorded the, the vocals on their last record in English. Wow. Even though they have a different singer on there. And it's, it's pretty good stuff. It's more like that symphonic type metal, uh, but it's really good. Interesting. Yeah, so we'll see what comes out of that I'm surprised he never hooked up with anybody, you know, like, you know, like big, 
Nah, he's been here and there. I mean, he's been in a lot of a lot of different bands, and nobody. Uh, I think Rainbow is probably the biggest, and you know that was kind of at the end of what they were doing. Amazing voice. He's he was like in the a, band Pink Cream '69, which was a pretty good band. Wow. Uh, he played, did a little bit with Praying Mantis. Uh, his band Cornerstone and Nut Nickel Empire. Yeah, I remember Praying Mantis. Was yeah, he like the original? Or he came in later. No, he came in. Yeah, he came like in later. Came later, yeah. He also was a Ying, well, Ying for a while too. This is true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Seems like wherever Joe Lantana goes, he follows, huh? Yeah. This this is true. <laughs> he cleans up what Joe uh, what Joe yeah. left behind. I, I, I think he's got a mixture of good voice because it's a mixture of a little commercial, but yet he's got still got that deal, uh, you know. Yeah. The yeah. deal soul, you yeah, know. A bit of Joe's Joe know. was brought up here, so he's got that American soul. He's got the British soul, and even yep. though Dio is an American singer, I think his roots are, you know, Ian Gillen and you know old blues and yeah, you know the old screamers from uh, from the British invasion days. Yeah, definitely. But anyways, but. Speaking of blues, we got Bobby Mastano again later. Just to See, mention, like we go. Bobby's, uh, you know, I'd write in. <laughs> yeah, Bobby mixes all that in with his music, so sure. some good stuff going on over there. Amazing, Let me amazing. See, you know what? We only have two Sunday night spotlights left. After that, okay. we're going to cut that segment out. Right. Uh, I was trying to keep everything today, like more in the hard rock vein, because that's what our guests play. Okay. You know, so, but this, this is a thrash band out of uh, Sweden. They were a three-piece band called Six in Line. If you go to their website, I mean, right now on the, on the block spot for the show, there's a little review of them and and the links to where they are. But they're a funny, they're a funny bunch of kids. Seems like they're always naked in every picture that they take for some reason. <laughs> Something hanging over their privates. But they're a thrash band. This is a really raw demo tape. You know, they're just getting started. And if they get some money together and do some more professional, you know, these guys can be pretty good. So I enjoyed what I got. And this is a song called Indiscriminate Fire. Check it out. Six in line. <laughs>
Translation, you know. I guess. You fire. <laughs> I guess so. Fire. I figured uh, one of our guests is from Sweden tonight, so why not play oh, one yeah, of the bands? Cool. Yeah, so maybe. it's a good little mix. You gotta ask him if he's ever heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> Might be their offspring. You never know. Oh boy. <laughs> I think they're all close in age, so that's kind of hard. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, but that was pretty good there. Uh-huh. So let me see. Uh, should I get another song on? Or should we do our demolition segment? Get that out of the way. Yeah, you might as well because you never know what. When these people are going to call, at least you have That's it done. That's true. That's true. That's why i got to get rid of these things. I don't have to worry about doing them each week. Yeah. So just keep the demo. So uh, it's a band called Iron Fist. Uh, okay. t- today they're known as Halloween. Right. They started out as Iron They started out with a half a dozen different names for settling on Iron Fist. Mm. But there's, like, no information about them anywhere on the Internet. I mean, there's a little blurb about them on the Halloween's website at one point or another, but not much else. And this is from 1983. This is their demo tape. I don't think any of these songs ever appeared on any of the Halloween albums. In any oh, form wow. afterwards, and there's no pictures of the band. There's no like right. demo covers. You usually find something on a site somewhere, but it's a good three-song demo, or four-song demo. I'm sorry. And if, on the block spot right now, you can download a copy of it. Here's a song called "Ain't No Fantasy." It's a little, it's old, and it's a little raw, but uh, not, not too bad compared to when we played a few weeks ago. That was really bad. Yeah. Uh, the sound quality's not too bad on this one, so enjoy. Thank you. 
Zion Fist off the 1983 demo tape. Uh, right now, to have a man on Blockspot, you go there and download yourself a copy of it. It's going to sound better when you download it. You know what it is with the demos, Tom? I, I make the yeah. volume a little louder because some of them are old. Yeah. But it's like Pot Luck these days. Whatever Block Talk Radio did a while back with the yeah. volumes, they changed how the, the output is. Yeah, I noticed that. And that some one. of them just sound terrible. And, you know, but. Like it's catch point two. If I make it too low, you won't really hear anything at all right, because uh, it's a twenty-five year old cassette. And make it too loud, it sounds tinny. Uh, so, yeah. But the quality is better when you download it. You'll enjoy it. So get a copy of that right now. Interesting stuff. Interesting. Very interesting. Sounds like but a completely different band. You know, Very. Yeah, definitely right. It's not a power. It's not really power metal. Yeah. It sounds like old, more like old uh, new wave of British heavy metal. <sighs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That was the probably German. their original uh, roots. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, but uh, I was looking at the what do you call it, the the Keep It True Festival in uh, Germany. Right. Uh, they just had this year's one about a month or two ago. I think it was the end of April. Uh, and they just announced like all the bands for, for next year and have a fly up already. Uh-huh. There's a lot of great. I mean, this is like the one fest that really highlights like the the underground eighty metals band. Right. And they're all on that bill, and it's, I wish we can get over to Germany next year for this festival. I mean, uh-huh. just a lot of top notch bands on there. Agent Agent Steel is going to be headlining the show. Uh, they just got back with the original singer, John Cyrus. I think he was like one of the best metal singers. At least he was back in the day. Haven't right. heard much about him in the last 20 years, but it should be interesting to him. And uh, yeah. what it says on the site that uh, Satan, who is one of my favorite bands, I mean, I love these guys. I listen around still every day till today. And they he got reform? back with the original Caught in the Act lineup, which was uh, Brian Ross, who sings with Butch Creek now, and, oh, wow. and, uh, and all the other guys that were in the band back then. That's what it says. So uh, mm-hmm. you go on the Internet, you can, you can barely find anything on the band Satan at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to find out if that's uh, with Brian Ross because I didn't think he would hook up, you know, with those guys again. But right. I would love to see that. There I should have had something lined up from that album. I didn't, but uh, we'll do it next week. We got some Satan on next week. Cool. I don't know if you heard the new Herman's the German album yet. No, no, I haven't. Yeah, I just uh, I got that the other day. Uh, I don't know. It's, he does a cover. Right? He does. Well, it's not to him. I guess it's not a cover. But it's Rocky like a hurricane because he was. You know, yeah, it's his song, thing. right, right, right. It's his interpretation of it. Yeah, but the album sounds like an electronica album. I was gonna like, say it has like that. All right, and I've heard I've heard clips when he was like mixing it or something. He did like a little. They did a little blurb on Blabbermouth, and I heard a clip and I was like, hmm, weird. Yeah, like you said, like electronic sounding. Yeah, it has a lot of key. Not the keyboards are bad, but I mean, it just sounds like something like out of the eighties. Like the very like yeah, and, like um, a programmer. Yeah, it sounds like he's talking the words instead of singing them on a lot of songs, like he's narrating right. it. Right. And it was just a weird album. I um, I don't want to say anything too bad about it. I think we're going to have him on the show pretty soon. So I don't I want mean, to say you know, we've got to tell the truth. You know, I know, but it's just not... Terrible, like, but his last solo you know. record, the Herman Rielbel one, yeah. I thought it was a great rock album. I, yeah. I mean, it was great, but I can't really get into this so far. I mean, I, I keep listening to it. There's, I'll play one song off, which I thought was probably the better of the rock songs on the, on the album. But everything else is kind of weird, you know. So have to check it out for yourself, I guess. But I'll give you a little sample right now. This is all called Let Me Rock You.
brand new Herman the German. See, if the whole album sounded like that, it wouldn't be bad. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a great song, but the rest of it is just, you know, I really haven't given it a, a good enough listen, I guess, to everything, but the few that I picked that weren't hitting any high notes with me, but that one was pretty good. Yeah. Sound like a hypocrite now, huh? No, not really. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, but I try to pick out the better of uh, the songs on that I play, you know? Yeah, I went on the MySpace, but I don't know, for some reason my computer just crashed. So that happens sometimes I go on MySpace, my mouse doesn't move, I just got to restart. <coughs> and I saw a few songs on the uh, MySpace player, and uh, that was the one song. You know, that was the first time I mean, uh, yeah. Rock You. Yeah, it's not a bad one, not at all. Better than the Ozzy. <laughs> I can't take listening to the new Ozzy. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of grew on me after yeah. a few listens. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not the greatest, but... I, I just can't get it. I mean, I was never a fan of Zach Wilde anyway to begin with, but uh, yeah. now now at least I, got, I guess I well, kind of got used to it. you know what? It. You can tell with this album because now it's... This is the sound that he wants, that Ozzy wants. It wasn't really Zach Wilde. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this this guy Glasgow or something, I don't know, he's like a producer, am I, I don't know if I'm, there's a yeah, I wouldn't even know that, the name, yeah. Yeah, there's a guy, Glasgow or something, he's a producer and he writes some of the songs. So he's probably been writing with, uh, with Ozzy and Zach for a while, because that's the type of stuff that they write now. But I could see them use, uh, Let Me Hear You Scream at, at football games and stuff like that, you know. I'm sure they will. That's basically, <laughs> that's basically what they're looking for. I know. Well, you know no, what? No. Ozzy doesn't have any control of anything he does. Uh, Sharon no, Osbourne, it's just, it's just she picks out the music he plays, the sound he has, everything. It's disgraceful. I mean, well, it would be uh, nice. Maybe they'll do a, an actual Black Sabbath reunion, you know, and maybe they can get him, you know, singing halfway decent, and uh, yeah. I hope he doesn't embarrass himself. You know, it is like they said before when they've done other interviews that, you know, the reason they went with, with uh, to do it again and they did it with Ronnie was because because of his range. They could play any song they wanted to play. I mean, even if it was off the, the deal of albums. Because yeah, right. with Ozzy, they were getting tired of playing just, you know, the same five or six songs. Though. That's all yeah. they could sing. He couldn't, they couldn't go back into the catalog. And you have that many songs, you're a musician. You want to play everything. Sure. And they well, just okay. couldn't do it with him. But, uh, Dig, what's his name? Um, I think Zach Wilde was on Eddie Trunk on the uh, metal show on the TV. Yeah. And he said, uh, yeah, I, I said to him one day, let's, you know, let's do Supernaut. And he just looked at me, and he was just like, what do you fucking want to do? Kill me, Zach. <laughs> and Zach does his voice so fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah, you know. he can't. He just doesn't have it anymore. I mean, yeah, some a few it. years back when he, when Rob Zombie opened for him, and uh, it was just terrible. I mean, it's... She's just keeping him going to keep the money coming in. And, but later on tonight, we're going to be interviewing Bob Daisley for a show we're going to air in like probably two weeks because there's not going right. to be any show next Sunday. It's the 4th of July, taking the day off to get drunk and barbecue with the family. So when we come back on the – when the hell is it? I don't even know what that, that day is in July. We'll be back July 11th oh, the Sunday. Maybe we'll get yeah, to Bob, seven days. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get Bob Daisley on either then or the week after. We're actually supposed to have Bobby Lucas uh, from Overlord and Morbid Sin. On the 11th, but Bobby's oh. been having some problems with his uh, computer and internet and phone service, so oh. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. You know, oh, tell me, let me know. Yeah, if not, we got so many interviews in the can, we'll get a few of them on, and uh, so it's not a big. If not, we'll just take the day to play music and just music. We've been having so many guests. We got three interviews to do today alone. Yeah. So we'll just take that time out and have some fun, and uh, maybe just play all music that day. It's about time to do a show like that. Excellent. 
Nothing but music, all music. Uh, Brutal Truth, we had them on the show a while back. They just videotaped some live concerts. They got it online. You can actually get the whole show online if you wanted to. Wow. Uh, you head over to their website also and get some info on that. They're a pretty good band uh, for Metal on Metal Records. So you can check those guys. I know all the artists you get on for Metal on Metal Records don't like to talk a lot when they're on the show. Yeah. Brutal Truth, <laughs> Fallen Angels. <laughs> they, they weren't big on, uh, you know, interviews. I guess maybe, you know, this is new. Maybe it's a, just a new thing for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess they don't really, you know, it's different when you talk to some of the seasoned pros that have been around. You just got to say, huh? And they can go off for an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a whole tangent, you know, they've got the whole, they got the whole rap together, you know? Sure. That's pretty good. Last night I was watching Rush. They had the documentary on uh, VH1. Oh, man. I Snakes just caught some of that. Arrows. Was that good or what, man? Yeah, it was actually good. I'm not the biggest Rush fan in the world, Me but either. I actually enjoyed it. And uh, especially when they talk about Neil Peart, that, you know, he's not, everybody thinks he's anti-social. He just doesn't get the whole thing with the fans and everything. He's just, you yeah, know, Getty uh, and uh, and Alex are out there doing everything. He's like, he doesn't like weird? to be involved. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't stay up for the whole thing because it was kind of pushed. But yeah. I caught, like, that first, you know, like, that, that was, my favorite albums are the first three, four albums, anyway. Yeah. Um, and that first album, although, you know, it's, you know, Peart is not on it, I, I really like it. And then I see with the problems that they have with the first guitarist, his health problems and everything. I really enjoyed that, you know? I, I yeah. Think, you know, thank, you know, thank, uh, I forget the fellow's name who did the uh, Anvil uh, uh documentary but he opened the door for a lot of these bands to get oh, the yeah. funding to do it because people want to see it you know i mean without it, a like, doubt even i just started the first 30 minutes of the saxon it's so good that's why i took it out of the computer i said i want to watch this on the you know on a big you know a big tv and you know yeah. favor it and uh i'm looking at the thing between the two tv dvds it says over eight hours of stuff and i paid wow. like 30 bucks for it that's that's amazing, you know. I know, I know. I mean, there's so much good stuff out there for us, you know, metalheads and and hard rock, you know, aficionados. I mean, you yep. should know about our bands, and you know, and then like you said, we're not, we weren't really the biggest Rush fans. I really like the old stuff, um, but it gives you a great appreciation of the band and a little sure. understanding of where they were from, where they were going, and everything. The funny thing was, uh, we were talking about the tour with Kiss. Gene Simmons was like, girls were running in and out of our rooms, and he goes, we just like stopped into the Rush guy, and they were like sitting around watching TV, reading books. We were like, guys, there's girls here. He goes, we yeah. know they weren't gay. He goes, they just were just very nice, you know, yeah. normal guys, you know. They weren't, you know, as crazy and perverted as we were. <laughs> yeah. It was a good documentary. I'm sure VH1 will have it on 75,000 more times. Yeah, and uh, then before the end of the week, and they'll be on sale, and they'll have extra. Oh yeah, stuff. go check Hopefully it out. Hopefully, it's pretty good. Stuff for the people who are going to spend some extra cash for it. Oh, uh, there's always a bonus thing on there. You know that. Good, good, good. All right, let me get one more song on if I can. Then uh, Jay should be calling in. I told him to call him a little early. Like, he was originally set for like uh, seven. Right. So uh, seven fifteen, I think it was. But I said to call in early because he was it was late over there, and then Bobby was going to call in later. As I tried to tell him to come in, you know, call in early. Then I told you. At least yeah. we have more time to talk before Bobby comes on. So uh, how about we do a little Silver Mountain, uh, Yingve's old band, even though he's not on this, but uh, we'll get that on. Oh, that's cool. All right, here we go. Silver Mountain, Shaking Brains. Mm-hmm. 
you go. A little Silver Mountain with Shaking Brains. We got a caller from California right now. 213 area code. You there? Hello? Jace? Yeah, hi. How are you? This is Mike. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. A, a, a USA number came up on the phone. I didn't know it was yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> no problem. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm, I'm just great. It's, it's the middle of the night here, but... Uh... It's I know. Okay, I'm awake and I'm <laughs> alive and kicking. I know. I'm sorry. It's so late over there. The time difference is uh is way off. Exactly. <laughs> I know. We won't keep you long. We'll get right down to the nitty gritty. Uh, I played your album on the show a few months ago, and people went crazy for it. And uh, cool. The Sleepless Night is doing well. I hope. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's doing pretty good in Europe and in England and Sweden. Ah, very right good. Now. Very good. And uh, for people that don't know, you're a guitar player. You've been playing since you're a teenager. Was it something that you uh, picked up on naturally, or were you taught? Uh, it was. It was my in the beginning. I didn't want to play an instrument when I was when I was a kid. And my parents, especially my mother, she was uh, she was very much. Uh, I was very much under pressure because she wanted me to play piano or the violin. Ah, okay. And so eventually, I gave in and I chose the guitar. And good uh, choice. after that, the, the piano, thank you, and after that, the piano became a, a, a second choice for me. That's basically. great. And, and for people who haven't heard the new record yet, they have to go out and get it. And this is your second record after Break the Spell. That's correct, yes, my second album. Uh, and and I'm, I'm actually uh, working on the third one right now. Wow, this one just came out, another one. That's really great. And uh, Break the Spell was a much different record than Good Sleepless Night. Break the Spell reminded me more of, um, like, you know, the 80s metal, just like, you know, chorus, verse, crunch, and grind. And this new album takes you in a whole new direction. That's right. I, I pretty much did it on purpose, uh, because with the, with the first album, um, my Japanese record label, they, they wanted me very much to incorporate synthesizers and, and all this 80s sound, you know. And so I did that record because I, I kind of love the 80s as well. Uh, but with the second record, I wanted to go in a totally different direction because I felt I wanted to do something more uh, accessible for to, to people, you know, not only to guitarists, not not only to guitar players. And so I did that record, and uh, I can tell you already now that the, the third record is going to be completely different from this one as well because I, I don't want to do the same thing twice. It's very important for me to always evolve and look forward to things. That's great. Yeah, you don't want to become stagnant. You want to keep moving on, and, and that's a good thing. And I notice with the new records, there's a lot. You, you feel that classical sound mixed in with the heavy metal. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was very influenced by classical music, uh, especially Niccolo Paganini and his uh, 24 cap Caprices. I was very, very amazed by that. So I wanted to incorporate uh, a little of Bach and, and, and that in my, in my playing. Uh, it came naturally because I listened a lot to Blackmore when I was a kid. Yeah. He used to do that. And, of course, Ingrid Malmsteen used to do that, too. So it was sort of a natural way to do it. You know. Sure. And coming from Sweden, I'm sure everybody compares you to Ingrid Malmsteen. I think every guitar player that comes out of the country eventually will be compared to you for some <laughs> reason. And that's a shame yeah. because you have your own distinct style and you're, you're so well behind the guitar. Thank you. I mean, yeah, if you read like the, mag the rock magazine and stuff, a lot of people compare me to Ingrid Malmsteen. And it's, it's a great compliment, really, because he's it's, it's the pioneer in Stockholm. He was the first one who came up with this style of music. You know? So 
but but I I think that even though I might sound similar sometimes in my solos, I think the, the song structures are completely different than what he does, and uh, I don't really play like him, in my opinion, uh, especially not on Good People's Night. Uh, but you know, people, we do have the same singer. He used to have Go and Edmund uh, on a few records. And of course, when you add my playing and and the vocals of Goran, automatically people remind it reminds people of Ingve, and I I can't I can't really blame them for this, you know. Sure, and you and uh, you've worked with Goran since the beginning of the first record, Break the Spell. Is he also going to be working with you on the new one? Exactly, he's going to be there, and uh, I'm actually planning to sing myself a bit on the third record as well. Because oh, I, I haven't done that on the, on the two first records, and I want to do it now. That should sound great. You've been practicing? I'm practicing, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I, I, I'm used to singing quite a lot, but I, I wasn't really allowed on the first record. The record oh, okay. company won't go in to do it. <laughs> so, but yeah. now, now I, you know, I have more freedom and stuff, so. Yeah, the record company has sometimes a little too much uh, say in what an artist should do, but we're looking forward to hearing that. And uh, another thing I wanted to talk to you about is you're also a writer. You wrote a science fiction book a few years back. That's correct, yes, yes. Sh- Shadows of the Night. Shades of Night. Yeah. And uh, I wrote that. Uh, it was it was before I got signed, actually. So And I, I'm still writing, you know. I'm, I'm, I, wrote, I actually wrote a second book, but it's not out yet, and I'm working on a third one. And hopefully I'll be able to put it out before the end of this year. That that would be great. And, and you could also hear your 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 love of science fiction and astrology. It it comes through in your music also. Um, you mean lyrics wise or? Yes, lyric wise. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It 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 definitely comes out in, into the books and the, the writing, and the darks. I mean. The, there, there, okay, there's a. I think there's a dark side uh, into the music. Maybe, maybe the, the interest in science fiction, astrology, and all the mythology uh, shows in, in the lyrics. Uh, in that respect, that's possible. Yeah, that could be. And while I have here, Jace, I have Tommy with me on the line. Tommy, you there? Hey, uh, Jace, how you doing? Uh, I'm a new fan. Um, just uh, recently, Mike. Uh, uh, announced uh, a couple of weeks back that he was having you on, so I went and did a little a little homework, and I see, uh, I you know, uh, a lot of people talk about the similarities uh, with Ingve, but I I hear more um, uh, in a, not a guitarist's interpretation, but a musician's interpretation of like the Bach, like uh, the early uh, Richie Blackmore when Richie Blackmore uh, early Rainbow. That's what I hear, and I hear a lot, a lot of Van Halen also. Is Van Halen one yeah, of your? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was my. Sorry. Right. So yeah, that, that's correct. You know, uh, uh, Van Halen was my my actually first influence. Eddie right. Van Halen. It was the first guy I ever listened to. Yeah, I can. And uh, on this record, you know, uh, I, I was trying to. I actually have like a, a piece called Abduction, on the record, which is a. Uh, my gratitude to Eddie Van Halen somehow. It's, it's sort of a, reminds me a bit of Eruption. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Yeah, i yet to hear that. I, I'm very excited to hear that. Um, there was uh, something I also noticed that you designed your own guitar. It was sort of uh, on the Strat body, but uh, 
Is it a uh, hollow body or a semi-acoustic type body? It's a solid body. Oh, it is a solid it's, body. Uh, it's very light, though, because it's ash. And uh, that's correct. I, I designed it completely from body to headstock, and I, I had it scalloped, the fretboard. Right. Um, with, with a special pig guard. It's actually metal. I see that, so yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's, the acoustic is totally different. And I I demanded that they made a, a S-hole cavity on top of the pig guard. Uh-huh. So, so that you get a more violin kind of sound. You know? So it's, it's very, very smooth for solos. I like it very much. So it breathes a little bit, I see. You also used uh, nitro, uh, nitro um, cellulose uh, instead of like a, a polyurethane, which makes the, I think the Gibson guitars have used that, and it gives the the, the, the uh, wood breathes, and you get a better sound. And I also like the larger headstock. I also noticed you used the larger headstock on a Strat style. I exactly. Think that I think that's... Yeah. That answers the sustain, excuse me. <laughs> and I exactly. see you use a regular, um, what's the uh, um, vibrato bar that you use? Um, is that a Wilkinson? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty uh, normal one. You know? Oh, okay. Nothing special about how that. Do you stay in how do you stay in tune? you have your own little tricks? To stay how to tune? tune the guitar? No, I mean, how do you stay in tune when you use the vibrato bar? You know, like oh. not... Yeah, you have a little. It, it's it's pretty hard on Stratocasters. That's yeah. <laughs> it's uh, what I do is I I do compromise a bit. You know, when you if you abuse the vibrato too much, mm. eventually you get out of tune. But then you hear it when you play, and you and you you try to bend more or a bit less depending on how much out of tune you are. So you compensate. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, very very interesting. Very cool. I ah. think I think most guitars do. You know. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I listened to the live uh, YouTube, and I uh, saw you using the bar, and I was amazed how uh, how you stay in tune as well as you do. You really have a, a sense of uh, tone, and uh, you can hear your notes, and you know exactly how to bend it. And that's beautiful. Very, Thank uh, you. Very amazing stuff, and uh, best of luck on the uh, new release. Thank you very much, Mike. Take care. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Take care, Jace. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. I think he thought he was talking to me. He hung up when you said goodbye. Well, you didn't have to say... Oh, gee, you didn't have to do that. Oh, he did. <laughs> you said goodbye. He thought he was talking to me. No, 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 no. He said, thank you, Mikey. You could have just jumped in and said, okay. I didn't hear it. Oh, you got yeah. so much static on your phone, I can't hear anything. On my phone? Yeah. Oh, you know, I have the fan on. Maybe that's why. Yeah, you can hear like. <laughs> he must have thought he was talking to me. Well, that was Jace Lamberg from Sweden <laughs> talking about his new album, <laughs> The Good Sleepless Night. I don't want to keep it. It's the middle of the night over. I was only going to keep him off one or two more questions anyway, so yeah, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Plus, he, t- he emailed me a hundred times saying, talk very slow because, you know, English is not my native language. Yeah, no, it takes me a while to process it. I'm sorry. So, no, nah, it's okay. No big deal. No big deal. You only would have gotten one or two more questions than anyway, and that would have been it. Well, yeah, I mean, you you covered a lot, and then you you let me cover a little technical stuff. Yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. But we're waiting for Bobby Masano, who's the guest of honor tonight. He'll be calling in in a little bit. We'll get more music on before then. But you know what? Since we did have Jason, let's get something off his new record. Yeah. I was going to play something off the first record, but maybe I'll close with that, because I'm going to get some Bobby Masano on yeah, as he's on. But this yeah. is off of Jason's new record. It's a song called Invasion. Thank you. 
subscribe is Jason Lamberg, and that's Tommy's phone making all that noise in the background. How's it it's right fu- now? <laughs> that's better now. I'm trying to wrap it in the tissue, so it's not uh, no, Yeah, it's just as bad. How about right now? Yeah, it's the same thing, but it's all right. Really? Now it sounds good. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, good. Uh, now you're perfect. All right. I love it. This is about as low rent as it gets, huh? Well, I gotta stay cool. I mean, the air condition is not enough. I need to. I I I know. I got the fan on here myself. I know. You don't have to tell me. It's hot today. It's humid. <sighs> it's a bad one today. But we have Bobby Masano calling in in about 25 minutes or so. You should be in heaven today. You got all these great guitar players you got to talk to. Yeah, but I, I heard I put them to sleep. Uh, I that's what I said before. You put me to sleep. <laughs> but you to sleep? No, he says you think. I think Tommy's putting. Oh. Him to sleep. Oh, I meant to say me. Nah, you put him, you prick. I meant to say me. Yeah. He was half asleep anyway. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, <laughs> he was, okay. So yeah, he woke up out of bed. Yeah. And I feel bad ending it that quickly, but uh, you know, if he listens back, he'll understand. Okay. We gotta, you got know, to keep moving on. we got to keep moving on, moving on. All right. All right. Let me see what we got here. Well, that was Jace Lamberg off his uh, last record. The Good Sleepless Night song called Invasion. Go pick up that album. Yeah. If anybody still picks up albums anymore, go pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rough business today. It is. It is. I know. I'm surprised our buddy Alex isn't in here. He's usually in here every Sunday hanging out with us. Yeah, I spoke to him yesterday afternoon. Uh, He didn't mention. Yeah, maybe he's out walking the dog or something. Uh, I know he said he wanted to call in later uh, when we were talking to Bob Daisley. had a whole bunch of things to ask him, but... uh, I was gonna do it on the other one's uh, show, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't schedule a show tonight, so uh, we'll have to do it here, you know. Okay. But uh, we'll have that in two weeks. That should be fun. Excellent. Yeah, we'll have to keep bringing up the Aussie stuff and the lawsuits and everything. Yeah, I got a bunch of questions. To ask. Oh yeah, he's very vocal about talking about the whole uh, Aussie thing. So we'll get him. Plus, it'll be like uh, Monday afternoon over there in Australia, so it's only gonna be a quick interview, about 20 minutes, because uh, it's getting expensive calling all these countries. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, so we're not going to keep him on too long, but we'll get all the good stuff in and we'll get it out. All right. While you're cooling off, how about we do some brand new loudness? All right. All right, here's a song called Death Machine.
Well, I had a little less thrill. That was requested by uh, Tommy. He wanted to hit dolls. Uh, yeah, dolls. <laughs> <laughs> you mean dolls by um, by Ozzy? That song. Oh God, little dolls. Little dolls. That was a good yeah. Song. Yeah, that's the only thing I had uploaded. You know, I'm, I'm running out of time. Why would you have that uploaded? It's like, why don't you have Michael Jackson uploaded? Come on, that's a terrible <laughs> song. Because when we had Todd on, I was uploading all the A stuff. I only got to one song. <laughs> all right, that's it. I used to think even Todd hated that song. <laughs> I know, but I got started with one, and that was uh, it. Because it's taken like forever to upload all these songs for two shows a week. I just don't have the yeah, time. I know. That's why I don't do a song. That's why I don't. Just sit there. What I do is I go on uh, like once every other week, and I throw on a couple of songs. And like you said, if you don't use them for how long? I, I think it's like 90 days I delete yourself. Uh, all right, so I'm good. I've, I've been loading up like 10 or 15 songs at a time because it takes so long. And then when you do I know. upload them, you had to listen to them to make sure that they're good. One time I put on uh, an MP3 that was kind of crappy, and a good thing I listened to it Yeah. while it was uploading. I was listening to it, and I thought, oh, shoot, you know. And, I know. I don't even listen to them no more because it's just so time-consuming. No, it is. I, they got to make out a better interface where you can just drag your MP3s into I know. It, you know, like an Yeah, this is just taking thing. too much too much time. And you sit there, yeah. and I'll do it like on a Monday. I'll try to upload everything for the Thursday show. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday, I try to upload, after that show, I try to upload a little bit. But it's just like so time-consuming. And sometimes it takes like forever to get a couple of songs up. But then half the time, I lose it, and everything disappears. And you got to start over again. And it gets frustrating. So I was just like, you know. So every now and then, like you said, I'm sitting around with nothing to do. I go on a computer, I try to put, like, two songs by Accept or Excite or Black Sabbath, you know, yeah, so you just throw some of the bands that I, you know, in case I have some extra songs on, but it's, it's just a pain in the butt. Yeah, it would be better to use a media player or something like that. I know. That. Yeah, Tony was just saying that, too. Yep, nice. So, uh, and uh, he's been getting active again. Eclectic Ladyland's been doing a couple of shows a week now, so Very go check good. them out. You talk about a mix of music, <laughs> go to Tony's show, man. He's got everything. I mean... Everything. He runs the gamut from one genre to another, so it's a good mix, a good way to expose yourself to a lot of different types of music. Excellent. Yeah. Hell yeah. And Conservative TNT just got a new uh, music show on. Go check it out. It's oh. hard to hear radio. Uh, he's uh, he's on every day. Show. He's got a show. I, I listen to Conservative TNT every night when I come home mm. from work in the morning because he's on late. I, I'm working at night, so I don't get to hear it live most of the time. But it's great, and check out his new show. And then every Monday at 9 o'clock, you got Mo and Vic with Morning Coffee. Don't forget to check them out, too. That's fine. Yeah, so let me see. How about uh, you want to hear Demon? I haven't heard Demon in a long time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, here you go. Taking the World by Storm. Oh, 
Demon taking the world by storm, but that put me to sleep. Yeah, it was kind of low, right? Yeah, it was low and a little generic, but uh, I gotta stop paying more attention to what I'm playing here. Yeah, I mean, you know, dog. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. I really didn't have any time this week to upload anything to my daughter's party uh, Friday. Yeah, we were I... running around all week long getting things ready. Then I had my niece's party on Saturday. Wow. And I got out of my nephew's birthday party today because I uh, gotta go to work and do the show, but uh. I didn't have a lot of time this week to to really make an effort to do anything, so got enough songs up on here. And Bobby be calling in, in about five or six minutes or so. Looking forward to talking to him. He's worked with so many people. I got I'm like trying to make mental notes in my head of all the people I want to ask him about. Yeah. Maybe I'll just scribble down some names so I don't forget. Cause you get going on one thing and yeah. then you forget to ask something else. You know. Sure, sure. But there's been so many damn people he's he's uh, played with, and uh, Peter Chris. So I know uh, you're a big fan of Kiss. So. We got Peter on there. That's one of them. Don't get all excited over there. Calm down. Go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, oh, you were still listening. Oh, okay. I didn't know you want me to read every one of them. 
All right, Robin Beck, Lou Graham, Fiona, Joel and Turner, who we opened the show with off the Rescue album. He played with them. And the one band I want to ask about was Frankie and the Knockouts. I used to like those guys back then. Really? Yeah, Frankie and the Knockouts? Yeah. New Jersey band, Tico Torres from Bon Jovi, actually played in the band with Barbie. I think they joined joined a little later in the the band. They were not from the very beginning, but uh, they were on... uh, I don't want to talk about it too much. We'll save it when Barbie calls in, you know? There you go. Yeah. That's right. He was on the, the what do you call it, the um, Peter Chris solo album. Yes, he was. Yes, the he very was. The first he, one? The, no, not, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, not um, not the one with Kiss. I mean, when they did the solo Kiss? No, the... Um, was he was it? on Let Me Rock You. I know that. But there oh. were a lot of people on that record. I mean, uh, yeah. Steve Stevens played on there. Steve Luca to play guitar. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Caliber Quay, I think his name was. If I remember right, there was a lot of people on that record Probably that kept it on. Some of that. They don't have some yeah, of that. Vinnie Poncia, who was uh, you know better known as Vinnie Vincent. Take it, take it, take it. Yeah, hell yeah. So uh, wait, who I got in the line here? No, I think it's Alex. Let me find out. Okay. Let me connect this, and we'll go right to the song. Nah, I thought that was him. All right, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Hmm. Hey, Alex, you there? Is anybody nah, I guess out not. there? I guess not. Anybody out there? <laughs> Nobody's out there today. All right, well, we're missing Alex there. But how about we do something from Bobby? And he should be calling in right after that. It should be good timing, I think, yeah. What do you think of Tay? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. All right. I know you. I just want you to calm down. I know you're still talking to him right now. All right, here's a little Bobby Masano. Hide your love away. <laughs>
There you go. That was Bobby Masano with Hyde. Uh, love away. And Bobby will be calling in any minute. And we're looking forward to talking to him. Alex just decided to pop in now, Tommy. Okay, cool. Yeah, I told him the next time he's late, don't come at all. I'll leave the kill. <laughs> he's getting he, late. He knows I'm joking. Well, he's got his show coming up right after this, so, you know, he's got to be here anyway. Yeah, he's got to be tied to the computer for another fucking two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, did you do the other show today? Wait for him to respond in the chat room. Oh. He's like Joe's Diner, 24 hours of heavy metal on one side or another. Right, well, 23 hours, and they got to close for one hour. 23. To clean up. Hey, you got to you got to give Alex credit. He's not doing the Monday show no more because uh, well, he's taking a he's, he's working summer hours right now. He's taking off another day so he can enjoy his summer. That's for the fall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's boy. right. You got to enjoy yourself. It's the summertime. Get out there, have some oh, fun. Even well, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, just Friday night. I wish I looked around. And I said, "Damn, I wish I was 15 again, 16 again." Uh, yeah, I know. You had those dirty, perverted eyes. I saw you. No, I didn't look at it many that way, just being, you know. Well, that's Young, so having the energy, I know. And then having the energy, and then I said, even 26, or even freaking 36, I'd take. I know, I know, so I, I know. I was telling everybody on the way, on a, on a ride home, and uh, Mrs. Beanie was going nuts. I told me, I didn't know you were like this. Oh, God. Yeah, those kids have some energy, boy, I tell you. That kid that was dancing, spinning around. Damn it. If I got on the floor, I wouldn't get up. Forget about it. You tried to do one of those spins on your head, you would have cracked your neck up. <laughs> I would have never made up off the floor if I was dancing like those kids oh were, but God. we had a good time. <laughs> had a good time. My daughter finally hit 16, and uh, well, actually, her real birthday is this Thursday, but uh, we had the sweet 16 party yeah, Friday I, night. Yeah, you know, I didn't think it was the 25th. I'm sorry. I thought about it. I said, what? Yeah, her real birthday is this Thursday, but yeah, if we yeah. had it next weekend, it would be after her birthday, so we figured we'd have it this weekend. You couldn't have it Thursday. It would be too much of a hassle. Yeah, it's too much. It was too much having it on a Friday. You know, having all those people come drag, you know, drag everybody out after work on a Friday to the catering hall, and you know. Yeah, it was late enough. It wasn't. Yeah, that but was, it was. You know. you know, it was nice. My wife did a beautiful job ordering oh, and decorating it, and excellent. the food was good. I'm still eating all the leftovers today. Damn Weight oh, Watchers yeah. this week. I don't want. Oh, I don't want to get on that Weight Watchers skill Thursday. That. Screw that. All right. Hang on. I think we got Bobby on the line now. Let me connect him here. Excellent. And then we can get this interview going. Hey, Bobby, you there? Hey, Mike, how are you? Good, man. What's going on? How are you? Good, brother. What's happening? I was just waiting to talk to you all day. That's all. <laughs> well, sorry I made you wait so long. No, no. It actually worked out better because uh, the other guest that was on your time, he was calling from Sweden, and he was like, it's the middle of the night here. Can I come on earlier? I said, perfect. You can just swap places. It's even better that way. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so we got him out of bed, and we're going to put you to bed with this interview probably. <laughs> No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. We were talking about you throughout the whole show, and when it comes to your music career, we don't even know where the hell to begin. I mean, you've played with so well, many people, so many you have albums. To, you have to start it, though. I don't know where it, where I begin. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much, man. I mean, you've put out so many albums. You've participated in so many projects in your session work over the years. I mean, it's just incredible. But we can start with the newest album, Live at Madison, and we can talk oh, about absolutely. that first. Sure, that's great. That would be a great thing. <clears throat> Thanks for having me on, by the way, man. I appreciate oh, it. I appreciate it, man. It's great. It's been great to have you. I remember you from back in Stars when you joined Stars back in the day. and uh, oh. Just followed you since then, you know, so it's been good. One of my favorite bands. We just did a show about uh, four weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, in, in Teaneck, New Jersey at Mexicali oh, Blues. Wow, where the hell were we? Cause Jeez, we're in Brooklyn and Staten Island, so that would have been yeah. perfect. I didn't even they know. They didn't really promote it, did they? Well, I, I don't know. We sold it out somehow, so... Yeah, that was great. And that's great. 
And what's really funny is that uh, we'll get to live in Madison, but what's really interesting is that I, I coerced Fiona uh, into opening. Oh, wow. Oh. A lot well, of people Fiona, don't realize that you worked with her on her, record, uh, her debut record, but you were part of that project from the beginning, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, was, in, I was involved in that from the, uh, from the demo. So if I, if I start coughing, I apologize. I've got, like, sinus craziness. So, uh, <coughs> so anyway, go start where you were going to start there, bud. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the new live record, and that's, uh, that's what you got out right now. And you're running a great deal on it, which I think ends today, right? Actually, I ended it last night, but if somebody uh, lets me know that they got it, I'll refund the money. <laughs> <laughs> even 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 at full price, it's still worth every penny of it, and uh, it's a great live record. How'd you come about with this one? Well, you know, I, I've been I, I've been doing a progressive blues thing for um, <clears throat> twenty years actually, and uh, wow, is it that long? Oh my goodness! It doesn't um, seem right, huh? <clears throat> no, it doesn't. Uh, but that was like the main, you know. I, I mean, I wanted to go back to doing something that was really comfortable for me, and 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 doing a, you know, a, a, a blues rock thing is where I started, you know, uh, you know, with the Hendrix stuff and the and Cream and Jeff Beck and that whole, you know, genre of music. So I mean, when I was in Germany in 1990 with Robin Beck. And Gary Moore had just really still got the blues in in Europe, and I went, man, you know, if Gary can do this, <clears throat> I've got to be able to do this because I, I've been doing it as long, if not longer, than he has, probably longer because we're the same age. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this, so I came back to the states after that, and then you know started doing it. But I always wanted to do a live thing because. Um, did you get those tracks, by the way, that we sent? Oh yeah, I got it. We just played one, and uh, I played I played something off the Joel and Turner earlier. And, oh, cool! Uh, gonna get stars on later on, and I played. Uh, no, I what I played. I just played "Hide All Love Away." I just played. Oh, cool! Okay, yeah, right before you came on. <clears throat> well, I mean, <clears throat> on the you know on the live blues side, I mean, you know, it's it's pretty crazy guitar blues stuff, you know. I mean, except when you know, like when I'm doing real traditional blues shows, and then yeah. I'll up traditionally, and then I'll, you know, a lot of people have compared it to Stevie, but you know, Stevie and I just had the same. You know influences. I mean, Stevie Ray and I. We we talked about it because we were with the same management, and you know we we yeah. all had the same influences. So he was in Texas and I was here, but you know I did more. I was doing rock session work and rock touring, so that was the only reason that 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 you know that there was a different that much of a difference. But I always wanted to do a live thing. I mean, you know, I did. <clears throat> I mean, with Joey, with Joe Lynn, I did. Um, we did uh, a live. Uh, show at the Paradise in Boston and it was for like King Biscuit Flower Hour or Westwood One or one of those Yeah. and you know and it was really good but the, you know the guitars weren't recorded really well and I had to actually redo some of them and and then <clears throat> when I was with um, oh, so I've, you know I've done a couple of live things but I've never had an actual live album, a live CD or live anything that I could actually do so, you know, last year I was co-headlining this show in Madison, Wisconsin with Chris Duarte, and it was, you know, 4,000 people, and it was a great setting, and there was a remote truck, and we went, hey, let's just do this, you know. <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's pretty raucous, you know, guitar-driven, you know, psycho blues, you know. Yeah. And, and it works, you know. I mean, for me, it's like I can close my eyes and just go do it, you know. So <clears throat> I'm very proud of it, you know. Really, you should really be. Where'd you come up with the cover for that album? That is, 
my daughter Natalie did the cover, and she's actually she's in front of me here doing cartwheels. Oh my God! <laughs> near 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 her near her uh, near her mini Fender Stratocaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta that's gotta feel great that you have your daughter's artwork as the album cover. I know it's a great. Uh, they're Natalie. They're talking about your artwork. <laughs> it's a great cover, and if and the really cool thing is if you take if, if when when you look at the cover if I mean if you have them physically together if you look at the back cover and the front cover it's a riot because. When she, you know, there's the the back cover is from the show, from the from the Madison show, <clears throat> and I have a purple jacket on, and I have blue jeans on, and and you know I have black hair, and I yeah. have a purple I have a purple guitar, and the her cover has a purple guitar with me with blue jeans and my black hair and the stage lights in the back, but and and the even the angle of the guitar is the same, but the thing is is that she did that picture like two and a half years ago. Oh. And then and then we got that one. I went, oh man, look at this! This is a riot. <laughs> They're like, you know, juxtaposed together. Like yeah. the angles the same. It's really cool. So it was just that, great. That's great. Yeah, the that, reviews have been great. I mean, everybody's freaking out about it, and I'm like, I'm just so happy, you know, with it. And it's, you know, it's like there's something, you know, some things you always want to do and you just don't get to do them, and I got to do it on this one. So, you know, it, it, it's 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 great. So, you know, I'm I'm happy with that. So. Uh, so go and go and get it. My website, That's <laughs> right. I'll have all I'll have all the links up to your websites after the show, so people can find you when I. Oh yeah, it's on, it's on iTunes and Amazon, yeah. and I mean it's. It's great. So, oh, and you deserve it because you've been giving us great music all these years, and and you deserve oh. that, and we're happy thanks. for you with it. Oh, now man, I got one I, I got one question for you. It's go not music it. related, but it's about artists that you've worked with. Okay. Uh, you got Peter Chris, David Hasselhoff, and Lorna Luft. <laughs> who can handle the Who can handle the liquor better? <laughs> okay, probably Peter. <laughs> He's more experienced. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, Lorna. You know, Lorna. The funny thing with, in fact, the funny thing with all three of those projects, even though I I knew the people. And I talked to them periodically during the recording of it. Most of those were done completely without the artist being there. And, wow! You know, yeah. I, and I and I had known Peter, you know, from way back. You know, not not well. I mean, I was I was I was much. You know, Gene and I and and Paul have known each other for thirty eight years or something. But <clears throat> you know, I mean, I knew them when they were in Wicked Lester. So. Um, but Peter, I got to ask you not to mention their names because I got to send Gene Simmons a check for thirty five cents at the time to say his name. Oh, do you, do you? Tell him it's from me. You know, here, I'll tell you, here, it's a funny thing. I wanted to tell you something. Why are you, why are you talking about this 35 cents? Because uh, you're not going to get it from me. And if it's i got to send him a check. Oh, God. <laughs> well, well, we'll just say Jaime. Um, <laughs> no, you can say what you want to say. I'm just kidding. When I, when I met him, that's who he was. So it was like, yeah, but, yeah, uh, back then. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know, I would talk to them, but... You know, like with David, you know, he was in L.A., and I, you know, called him up from New York, and I said, you know, I hope you like the guitar stuff, and we talked a couple of times. And, you know, Lauren I saw once, uh, what did I do with Lauren? I did Where the Boys Are or something, or something, I can't remember. Wow. But, you know, yeah, I've done so much bizarre stuff, but somebody said to me, it's incredible you can do the amount of work that you can do and make them all sound like it's supposed to sound on the record. And I'm like, yeah. I know. Well, I know. That's, like, a, that's a sign of a true musician. I mean, you... You've gone through so many, you know, like you said, all the artists are so different and so varied in what they play. It's a difficult stepping into 
a situation like that where, where one minute it's rock, blues, pop, it could be anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I teach at uh, at School of Rock in South Hackensack a couple of days, you know, and and I tell my kids that I go, look, you know, it, it, it's great if you like Tool, <coughs> it's great if you like the Chili Peppers, it's great if you like Hinder or whoever it is, but the thing is, is that you know that's only like a tiny facet of everything that you really want to do as a guitarist, as a musician, and and the best of them can sit down and, you know, get some Metallica sound on a Marshall and then two seconds later get, you know, like a, you know, a funk rhythm sound that you'd play like with Madonna and then play the part as if you're actually, you know, I mean, play it like it's supposed to be played for the song. Those are the really, those are the great musicians, you know. I mean, <clears throat> you know, Jeff Beck can do that. I mean, Steve Vai can do it. A, a lot of those guys, you know, can go from style to style, sound to sound to sound and, and and literally sound just the way you're supposed to sound for that particular track, you know. So yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's an art, you know, that a lot of people are losing because they get, you know, sort of, you know, it's 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 you know pigeonholed. They're gonna take a little magnifying glass and go, this is what I'm gonna play like, and then you know, 20 years from now, that's not gonna matter anymore, you know. That's so, true. That's you know, true. Yeah, because the genres come and go and. And to learn just one style and not really learn your trade or your instrument. And yeah. It's a shame. You know, it's like uh, you have like these video games today, like the rock band and guitar, oh. uh, whatever they call it, guitar player. And I, know, I don't even know what they're all but guitar yeah. And the kids love that. And it's, and it's great because it's bringing like younger kids back to, to rock and music again. But they think when they hit like five little buttons on a plastic <laughs> guitar, it's the same as learning how to play a real well, guitar. I, I know. I get that all the time. They actually think they're playing. Yeah, you know, and I'll, you know, and they think they're at the garden or, or you know, <laughs> yeah. Meadowlands, and I'm like, dude, you're not, you know, you're playing a computer. That's all you're doing. You're touching computer buttons, and I'm a computer geek, man. I'm like a yeah. computer lunatic. You know, I can do anything on them, and you know, I mean, but you know, that's not real. You know, I've only had one kid uh, come in that wanted to learn how to play guitar after playing, you know, rock band or Guitar Hero. Yeah, you know, and 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 it's you know it, it, it's a shame because that's not you're not making you're not actually making music you're making your computer you know program to, to exactly do what you're supposed to do and, and that's not the way it is. So I know it's I have my son. He's like, you know how hard that Metallica the, the, the solo was to do. I'm like, which one? He's telling me the name of the song. He goes, watch. And he's hitting five buttons. He says, oh, put that thing away. What are you doing? You know, yeah, I know. They, they think like that's reality, and it's a shame, but. Hopefully, I was hoping that would bring more people into the to the schools to learn learn how to play because we need a new generation of musicians coming up soon. You know, where where the next generation coming from? Oh, I know. I mean, I think it happened for a little bit, and then it's sort of like you know. Well, I mean, even those things they're even dying. So you know, I mean, if they're not selling like they used to, everybody's scrambling. The video industry is going nuts, and you know, I mean, it's some you know you do have a lot of really good you know musicians out there and a lot of good bands and. You know, uh, I mean, is it? You know, my kids at the school, you know, show up with stuff, and I'm like, wow, that is like the coolest thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I mean, and then you've got, you know, you've got bands like Muse and you know, Inward Eye and bands like that that are really great and innovative and doing very cool stuff, and you know, hopefully they'll carry on the tradition, you know. So you know, but I mean, it, there's, it's a, it's a completely different animal, you know. Now, I mean, back. You know, the last 25, 30 years, and it's sort of weird saying that because I don't really, you know, some days I feel like extremely old. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know what you're saying. 
you know, and some days I'm like, ah, I'm all right, you know, I don't look, I don't look all that old or anything, but, you know, there was a difference in playing, you know, I mean, you had to learn how to play, exactly, <clears throat> and, and, you know, and especially to get into what I ended up getting into, which was, like, session work and touring, I mean, man, you had to, like, you know, you had to have it down, because if you didn't, you know, they were going to throw you away in two seconds, and they'd get somebody else, because there was a bunch of other people waiting, you know, yeah, sure, uh, you know, and that's you know that's why I got on. That's why I did a lot of those records I did because I knew I could. They would call me up, and I could just go in and and do what we needed to get done to make it sound right. You know, so. But uh, I'm I'm a great interviewer because I I never stop talking. <laughs> I know I, I love it. I we have some people on has at times like extracting teeth, getting them to talk, and oh I like, know it's it's like so. What did you think of uh, working with uh, Steve Winwood? It was great. Oh my God! No, and I, oh, I, I was just tell, I got Tommy on the line. With Tommy, you there? Hey, Tommy, how you hey. doing? Hey, Tommy, man, Tommy how you talk doing? If I cut him off. Tommy from Brooklyn, how you doing? Hey, Tommy, how are you, man? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Good. Yeah, I'm also a guitar player, not you know, not as not anything near what you know as talented as you, but oh, I, I do see that you play so much different. And how do you find like the um, what is it? The the uh, a drive to do something like you know light, you know, for instance, if you're just feeling aggressive, you know what I mean. You have um, to put your like in mind, you know, you have to put yourself in a certain mindset. Yeah, well, you know what you do. I, I always, you know, I always tell people you have to play for the song and you have to play for the singer. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, you know, most guitar players <clears throat> play for themselves. Does that right. make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> you know, sure. be- because you know you're jumping up and down, going woohoo! Look what I can do! Yeah, yeah, you know I can exactly, shred. Exactly. Look, you know, and and the thing is, is that you know that's one of the reasons. You know, again, it's it's different these days, but you know, for many years that was one of the differences because you would, you know, I there were even a couple of records that I got called on to fix things where people would come in and they would just play, and they wouldn't think, you know, one of the, they wouldn't think of what to do for the song, you know. And when I was when I was doing a lot of sessions, <coughs> which was for most of my life, excuse me. I mean, whenever I would go in to do a solo, especially, I would go in and I would listen to the song, and then I would go, okay, do you have a scratch vocal or do you have the lyrics? Because uh-huh. what is this thing about? Right. Ah. You know, Get into the because, right mindset. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because you can't. You know, like, you know, Lou Graham, I, I did that with. You know, they, they said, here, look, you know, we've got, here this, here's this track. And, and I would go, okay, well, what, what am I supposed, what is he talking about? You know, and you don't want to go, like, stepping all over Lou Graham's vocal because the guy's unbelievable. And, right. and, you also, and you also want to take what he's doing, and when you stop, to, when he stops singing to do whatever your solo is. Right. You know, for me, you, you know, you would have to, you know, make it an extension of what he's singing and make it work. So that's how I would do that. I would, you know, I would sit down and go, okay, well, cool. what is, what is this make about? It, make it sound like it belongs. Yeah, and it has to belong. You know, there's, you know, there, there's, you know, <clears throat> there, the, there are these guys, and you know, a lot of the guys in Nashville. I lived in Nashville for about oh, eight years, okay. and they're, they're incredible players. I mean, you know, whether you like country, or you don't like country. That's where you go to listen to guitar players because these guys are just mind-bogglingly good. Mm. And 
<coughs> most of the session guys, if not all of the session guys, are incredibly capable of just listening to what the song's about and then making something fit, even if it's sort of generic, you know, which is not too much different than, you know, a lot of the 80s stuff, because, you know, you had to make it generic to fit on the radio and have people understand what was going on, and, you know. So, yeah, that's what, that's what I would that's what I do. I try to, you know, always try to make it, you know, make it, the singer is the most important, you know what I mean? A guitar player isn't unless it's an instrumental. See, I um, think that's what's missing in in hard rock nowadays. Well, hard rock and heavy metal. I mean, you know, we're predominantly a metal show, but we listen to all, you know, all types of uh, rock and roll. Right. Uh, and, you know, classical, movie music, and that type of stuff. What we're finding now, you find now in heavy metal, it's like it, the, the kids don't understand that the vocals have to be understood. I mean, you could be as, you know, aggressive and still be able to be understood and have a melody. Absolutely. Know? And that's what's missing uh, in a lot of the heavy metal that's out nowadays. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like, it, it's like, you know, you're... you're it's very self-indulgent, you know, and and, exactly. and, it's one, and the one thing you f I, I have found out, whether it's now or whether it's 20 years ago, is that <clears throat> guitar players and drummers, bass players, whoever, almost, I would say most of the time, let's say 80% of the time, are expendable, but the singer isn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, hence why Joel and Turner is still out there, like, rocking, you know. Yeah, Joel and yeah. Turner's sure. a stellar singer, you know. Exactly. And, you know, the guitar players, you, there's a million guitar players. There aren't a million singers that can sing incredibly well, and those guys are still out there doing it. And, you know, so you have to play, you know, again, that's probably one of the reasons why <coughs> I did so well, because I played to the singer, you know. And if it was a female singer, then I had to make it work according to what they were doing. And if it was a male singer, I had to do the same thing without stepping all over them. Right. And without, and without making it the Bobby show, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe I'm not the best player on the face of the planet, but I'm one of the best at being able to, you know, make everything work right so that the song gets across correctly and that the singer says what he's got to say. Right. So, sure. You know, it's, it's, now, here's a really, question for you. Yeah. Now, since you've played with probably anybody that anybody can think of, who is the one person, dead or alive, that you would, well, let, let's say alive and then dead. Okay. Whether, any type of music. That that I would like to play with? Yeah. Would have, oh. Say uh, dead first, dead first, because obviously they're dead. Uh, <coughs> wow. Um, I don't know. Um, That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, somebody. Uh, uh, see, I mean, I played. I mean, my yeah. I played with. I played with one of my favorite drummers, and he, and and he's dead. I mean, I mean and Jeff Perca Jeff Percaro from Toto. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he he was one of my you know one of my absolute all time favorite drummers. I mean, dr drummer. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to think. You know, I mean, I would never have wanted to play with Hendrix because I would have just wanted to sit there and watch him. You know? Yeah, I can imagine. Um, you know, um, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I I would love to have, I would have loved to have jammed with Stevie Ray. Ah, um, okay. We never got to do that. I mean, you know, we spoke. We had the same. You know, ah, that's amazing. We had, Thank you know, you. friend, mutual friends. But I would, I would think that would have been a lot of fun to, you know, to to play, you know, to jam with him. Um, you know, alive, you know, 
drummer-wise, especially Vinnie Caliuto, I would just like love to play with, even anywhere. And um, and and Jimmy Smith, the old Hammond organ player. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Him. Oh my God, one of my favorites. But yeah, I thought so hard. Someone in an interview a couple I did a couple of weeks ago asked me to put together my. <laughs> what would my band? favorite band? What 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 the, my favorite band. combination of players would be? You know? Right, right. And it would and it would be it would be very you know I mean it would have been it would have been Jeff Percaro, uh Jimmy Smith, and the bass player I I have now, you know Steve Keller, because that would be like my favorite band. You know, that's cool. It'd just be fun because I like small bands. I like you know not too much stuff going on. I like a lot of air when you can do it because that makes you know the cool stuff really come out. You know, is there anything so, that um you would like to do that, like if someone gave you a blank check, like a movie, uh, say movie music, or maybe a tribute to a certain musician or a certain artist. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've you know what I would believe this. I've got I, yeah, there is a weird thing I'd like to do actually. It's not that weird though. <clears throat> if somebody ever gave me a blank check to do something like that, I believe it or not would like to get on a tour bus with my band, right, and go. Yeah. From the East Coast to the West Coast, right, or vice versa, just crisscross the whole country, wow, <coughs> and do free shows and Maybe. say, "Listen, I'll give you a CD. Come in and listen to this because it's really cool, and you'll really like it. And hopefully, the next time I come through your town, you'll come in again. You know, That's, yeah." I mean, it, 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 you know, just do a do a bunch of radio promotions, go on the air, play on the air, and just say, hey, look, you know, 500 people come in, I'll give you 500 CDs, come in and see us, have a drink on us, and, you know, listen to some really good music, and then if you really like it, then continue to support us, and then we'll come, and next time we come through, you know, come on out and see us, and you can pay, you know. And, and I and I think that's I think a lot of bands should actually do that. I mean, a lot of the you know younger bands do that. I call them the, the MySpace bands, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. I mean, they do they do stuff like that, you know, where they'll jump in vans and go and play and stuff, and they'll sell merch and everything. But a lot of it is not, you know, it, it it I don't know how to put this. It's not really super duper long lasting. You know, it's got a. You know, it's got a lifespan of two it's weeks. It's got a finite, uh, finite yeah, ending. Yeah, so absolutely, because there's yeah. nothing that's that deep out there. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so if you see something that is absolutely amazing, uh, I mean, on a bigger level, Muse is probably doing it here now. But you know, but they're you know, you're paying to go see Muse. But you know, they had set that whole thing up in Europe and South America for the last couple of years. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, Muse, Muse, Muse. You know, well they've been around. You know, they've been doing this. Sure. They've been doing the same thing, and they're fabulous. And they did it on their terms. You know, That's so <clears throat> I think you know, with ticket prices being so high, and and you know, and in some cases rightfully so, in some cases not rightfully so. I mean, I this is a I way agree. of going. Look, here's a thousand seat club. You know. Here's backstage live in San Antonio. Bobby's going to come in. Let's fill it with a thousand people. You can come in for free. We'll give you a CD. We'll give you a drink. Come listen to some amazing music, and then come back and see us next time we're through. That's you know? cool. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to do that. I thought it was always a, a really cool promotional thing, and you know. We see Mike has another caller for you. I'm going to stand on the side. Oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna... Wow, I can't believe you stepped back. All right. He's been in the chat room asking me a hundred questions to ask you, and I can't I can't get them all on, so I'll put them on himself. Okay, Joker, you got Bobby. 
Hey, all right. Thanks a lot, guys. Bobby, hey, man, how are you? chatting with us. Um, real Absolutely. good. Uh, um, I think it's cool that you, you don't mind discussing your uh, lengthy resume, even the non-metal stuff, because even most of us metal guys, we still listen to a little bit of non-metal, so it's, right, it's right, all good. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm curious. I noticed you work with Michael Perret from uh, oh, yeah. the guy who started Eddie and the Cruisers. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know he could sing. I didn't I mean, either. <laughs> Did you get to meet him at least? I talked to him too. You know, that was this weird thing where, you know, I worked with a, I was working with a couple of producers, you know. I mean, I was working with Vinnie Poncia, who I'm sure you guys know, you know, from Kiss. Work, and the, you, know, you, know, yeah. I, you know, a lot of stuff. And I was working with like three or four different producers, and they called up and said, we're doing this Michael Parade thing. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, I, I don't think the thing ever even came out. In fact, I don't even know if I have a cassette of it. But it was actually pretty cool. I'm trying to think of who was I, Joey Franco might have been on drums on that. Oh, um, great because player. because I know Joey was on the Hasselhoff record. I mean, you know, so I, I you know it was just yeah that was pretty weird. I, I'd love to actually hear that. I wonder what it would sound like. But he could sing. He was not bad. You know, <clears throat> I mean he he was not a bad singer. You know, better than David. <laughs> but, but, look, you know, but look, David was selling out you know twenty thousand theaters in Germany in like a half a second. You know, remarkable, right? That's funny. <laughs> uh, David Hasselhoff is the biggest thing about besides Hitler in Germany. He's he's tremendous. Man, I'm oh, that's I, not I, nice. I was when I was over there in '90 with Robin Beck. I was in uh, in uh, uh, where was I in Munich, and and he sold out like thirty five thousand seats, and I think it was like four minutes. Wow, so amazing. I was like, yeah, I know it's like incredible. So. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, I mean, it's just I've done so much stuff. I mean, and I'll tell you, I gotta tell you guys, you guys should check on YouTube and some of the other stuff. Stars is just still an unbelievable band. No, that 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 was one of my favorite bands growing up. Um, you know, I mean, it, it. I mean, I just got a bootleg from the Mexicali live show. Oh, cool! That is so good. <clears throat> that I cannot believe it. I called Richie Rano and I went, "You're not gonna, This thing is incredible." I mean, we were great. You know, I mean, it sounds like a band that plays every day. You know, I mean, and Michael's still singing unbelievable, and it was very amazing, cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, holy cow! You know, how can this possibly be? You know, <clears throat> I think the mean, I have the average. No, actually, I think the combined age of like everybody in the band is like. <laughs> You know, 300 or something, you know. <laughs> wow. Well, it just goes to show you, only as young as you feel and uh, where your mind is. I know. You're playing but like you're 18, 20 years old again. I know. That's what, it's, that's what people say. I've gotten a bunch of emails, and the people were like, man, you're just, you know, just watching you guys was like watching, you know, a bunch of teenagers, like, playing their, you know, their butts off. So it was like, you know, it was did really you do, cool. Did you do the stars when they did the, um, like, the, um, the rock and roll conventions. Were you with them in the, like um, the New Jersey area? I did one About of the three years ago. Yeah, I did that one. Okay, so I, I yeah. did see you. Okay, cool. I think when Bruce Bruce Kulick came out. Right. Place. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. yeah, we I, okay. we did that one. So we we try to do like, <clears throat> I mean, like three to five shows a year. I mean, if we could do more, we would. But you know, the, we just for some reason we just don't have the interest that some of these other bands do, and. um I mean, I think it's getting better, but I mean, and, and every time somebody comes to see us, it's like, oh my God, you know, like the Danger Danger guys always come out, and it's like a complete freak out for them, you know, mm -hmm. because they they came to see us when we were, you know, I mean, in fact, Bruno and 
<clears throat> and Steve were like in the third row when we opened, you know, for Rush at the Palladium, you know. And and every time we every time I go into No Regrets and do the slide solo, I can see them like jumping up and down, screaming, and I'm like, this is weird, you know. This is danger, danger, and they're in the audience, like just like it was like at the Palladium, but they were just like kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, you know, getting old. <laughs> yeah, it's cool though, you know. I mean, it really is to to, you know, I always say. <clears throat> you know, to be this age and have the career that I've had and still be doing it is is just an absolute miracle. Oh, you God know. bless you. I mean, God God has blessed you, and He well, continues <clears throat> to bless you that you're able to, you know, still. I mean, you still enjoy it, obviously. And, oh, you uh, want to know something? There is nothing better than this ever. And having you know, a young I mean, child to keep you, you know, keep you young that helps, right? Yep. Yep. I noticed I mean, the cover. It was really cute to see that. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, and like you know, it it does it does. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people that, you know, that have done this as long as I have, and <clears throat> they either get jaded, or they get disappointed, or they get disgruntled, or they just don't enjoy it anymore. And and I'm telling you, man, you know, I, you know, especially the last bunch of years. And I do a lot of shows. I mean, I was from from 1990 to 2000, I did. Like two thousand shows. Wow. Um, yeah, I was doing I was doing about two hundred shows a year. That was with MBO, right? When you were with the uh... yeah, that was that was with MBO, yeah. And and you know, and I'm still you know, and then when I was in Nashville, I was doing you know, because I at, at the end of that that century, I was like, oh man, I'll never be in a tour bus again. And then I moved to Nashville, and I ended up playing with a bunch of younger country artists, and you know, was always on tour buses doing you know a bunch of shows, and then I would do my shows, and then I would do star shows, and you know. <clears throat> and it's really cool to be able to do that, but I mean, I, I, you know, I like staying home. You know, <laughs> I mean, I really do. I love touring. I truly do. I there's, I love getting on planes and getting in buses and going out and playing for people. And and I always complain about it when I'm going to do it. You know, oh, I gotta get. Oh, jeez, I gotta go do this. Oh, I gotta get on a plane at six o'clock in the morning and fly to Chicago. And then when I get on stage, it's like, man, how could you complain about this? Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of people out there, and they're freaking out, and they're having a great time, and you're closing your eyes, and you're in some other zone, and how can anything be ever ever be better than this? Yeah. You know, it's and that's what it comes down to. You know, you know what would be better than that? A Frankie the Knockout reunion. I'm <laughs> <laughs> making it big. You know how many people tell, say that? I mean, it's like unbelievable. I mean, Blake is Blake is in Florida. Frankie, I haven't talked to since '98, I think '97-'98. He's um, probably still in Jersey somewhere. Yeah, I, I think he's in South Jersey still. I mean, Tico and I are still friends, you know. But I mean, Tico's in, in Jovi Land, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lee Fox, I think, is with still with maybe he's with Patty Smith or no, no, no. Lee Fox. He was a Blondie, wasn't he? In Blondie, he's Blondie. He's still, yeah. he's still with Blondie, I think. Okay. Um, Billy, I have no idea where Billy is. Um, and uh, and and Tommy Ayers lives maybe 25 miles from me. The key, the other keyboard player. Keyboard player, yeah. Yeah, who was yeah. I, you know he he was one of the most amazing keyboard players I have ever seen in my life to this day. And and when we were on the road with Toto, Steve Percaro used to stand behind him and watch him because he used to do this thing with a Moog synthesizer that I've never seen anybody do before or since, where he would track. 
his solos. He would play a solo with his right hand, and he would track the thing with an oscillator with his left hand. He would follow the thing wow. behind it, and it was. And Steve would sit there every night, just going, "How does this guy do this?" And oh God, I don't know, man. I don't play synth, man. I'm a guitar yeah. player. You know, I use Marshalls. You know. <laughs> Give me a Frank, chord and an amp, you know. Frankie and Akas was a great band. They never got a lot of uh, attention. Or the, but people don't realize, in, in the group, you wrote Hungry Eyes and um, The Time of Your Life. Which the Time of Our Lives, yeah, I know. I they mean, wrote did, both you, those songs. Did, did you ever listen to the um, the last, uh, the, the Making the Point record, which is the Making the Point has the Hungry Eyes that you guys do. I mean, well, you guys no, wrote was, it, but I mean. That, that was the re-release. The original didn't have that. Oh no! Uh, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't have the original one. Then I have that yeah, one. The, ori- the original one was actually mi- mixed a lot heavier, um, because that's the one that was re- re-released. Frankie re-released that on uh, a label in England. Um, I like to hear the original version of that. Oh man, I, I've got. I think I've got tapes of the original mixes someplace, wow. and <clears throat> it was much heavier because Frankie and I and John Van Nest, who did Night Ranger, mixed it, and it was just guitar central and and you know and not saying anything badly about billy but i played all the guitars on the record billy billy did two notes and a rhythm guitar part and everything else was me yeah and um it was just unbelievable and and when i heard the re-release it was like this watered down it was like you know trying to make a, a late 90s record out of a early 80s record you know yeah yeah it was like well, let's take all the reverbs off and let's do this and that and it just didn't have the impact <clears throat> that the original record had you know i like it to was, hear it, it did sound more similar to eric Carmen's version of it than than what, it, what it, i could imagine what it originally sounded like yeah well frank you know frankie came and played me the original demos and he was singing them and which are the ones you heard it was oh my god this great but then they wouldn't let him sing them on the you know on, on the on the movie soundtrack so but you know that was a great band i've done some really cool stuff you know i mean when you look back on it yeah you got to say wow you know i was like and even tycoon i mean but oh were God, you, were you actually in tycoon toward, towards the end i know you won the on the album towards the end but you also worked with them before that without getting any credit well i had been with them for a couple of years you know i mean i did the second record which really didn't do anything it was called uh Oh, I can't even remember what it was called. Um, what was it? it was on Arista. It was right after the Such a Woman one that they did with Mutt Lang. Um, but it was a great... I mean, Norman was a great singer. That was a great... And 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 the last bunch of demos, which are on some of the... There's there's some CDs and stuff out there. But the last demos... I mean, I, I was in the band, and I got Tico in the band. It was Tico and I, because we were, like, doing every band together, Tico and I. We were, like, partners. And it was Benji King, who was the keyboard player later on for Scandal. And, um, yeah. you know, it was a great oh, That was band. Opportunity Knocks. I'm sorry, Bob. Opportunity Knocks. Opportunity Knocks. That's what it was. I, yeah, I, yeah. When you were saying it, it was slipping my mind. That was it. Well, that was actually the one that they they released later. But the the second record... I, uh, Turn Out the Lights. Turn Out the Lights. Yes. I have it someplace. I have it's all the, coming back have, to me now. Yes, Turn Out the Lights. But, man, what a great record. And Norman was a great singer. I mean... You know, I, I didn't even I didn't even know that he had died until after the Masano re-release a couple of years ago. Wow. Um, and one of the reviews was like, you know, oh, this is an amazing record. Bobby's record when it came out was great, and you know, which it was. That was another one I was just so incredibly proud of because I really wanted to put that record out. And you know, and then they went the late Norman Mershon, who wrote a you know penned a couple of tunes, and I went the what? 
I went, what? And I did a web search real quick and found out that Norman had died. And I was like, oh, my God almighty, this is like, how could this have happened? You know, and then I called up his his, his widow and, and some of the old management people, and I went, what happened? But Norman was great, you know. And that was a great record. We were going in a really cool direction with that. Same with Stars. There's a we we found um, all we were writing for the follow up to Coliseum Rock in L.A. We, we were all living in L.A. for a while, and we found all of the demo tapes of the songs that would have been on the the follow up, and they're really good. And we're trying to figure out what to do with them. <laughs> you know, we're trying to figure out how we can put these things out. So put them out somehow, because I know a lot of people would would love to hear that. Oh, I know. We've got this great Texas market, too, you know. I mean, we go play in Texas, and there's like thousands of people, and they're all singing the song, so it's like really cool, you know, if we try to do that like once or twice a year. But, uh, uh, hey, tell me to stop talking. Ask me more stuff so I can, like... <laughs> hey, I love it. I'll ask you anything you want. I'll ask you anything. I don't, I don't care. I know Tommy's crazy about your guitar playing. He's always got the guitar questions for you. Oh, ask me guitar questions. <laughs> yeah, Tom, hit him with a guitar question. Uh... Okay, He's well, a big player. When did you? No, when did you first start playing? When you started? Ah, come on, so generic. <laughs> oh, that's no, okay. No, no, I was listen. I got, I got, I got. Uh, who who influenced you in the beginning? Like as a child or as a younger? Uh, uh Beatles. Oh, okay. Uh, Beatles right, and so they so they're where the Beatles were more song. Everybody yes. was a songwriter. So you approached guitar playing as a songwriter. Absolutely. So yeah. They, I, initially, they, my I was listening yeah. to the Four Seasons. Yeah. And like a bunch of that Philly soul stuff, you know, when right, I was a kid. Right. And then when I started playing guitar, I used to play with my thumb because I couldn't. Uh, my fingers were too small. A rhythmic thing. <clears throat> I don't even know how I did it. I just like sort of played single notes, and and uh -huh. then and then I eventually ended up, you know, making my fingers bleed so bad that I could play bar chords, and and then I started playing. But it was like, yeah, it was Beatles, and then it went from Beatles to. I don't know, Young Rascals or something, maybe, okay, and Vanilla cool. Fudge. And then all of a sudden, then there was Hendrix and Beck and Clapton and all those guys. And yeah, Jeff like, Beck, he's still doing it, huh? Oh, I am such a huge Beck fan. I'm waiting for the, um, Jeff Beck just did the uh, two nights at the Aridum for uh, Les Paul. Oh, yeah, he that's right. It. So they supposedly did it, did it for a DVD. First, it's going to be a PBS release and then a DVD, which is probably going uh. to show everything. Yeah, I'm I such a huge fan of his, and I've never met him. He's one of the guys I never, I never got to meet. No, huh? And uh, I, I played with Fernando Saunders, who was his bass player for ages, but I never got to meet back. And my, um, my one of my booking agents, just uh, one of our acts, was uh, on the bill with him uh, at uh, in in uh, uh, was it Chicago? No, in Milwaukee a couple of days ago. So, um, what? What did I do? <laughs> Natalie is walking around looking at me like, oh, when's this guy going to stop talking? <laughs> it's she part wants, of the job. She wants to do some talking. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know, like, with Jeff Beck, he's like, he approaches the solos like a vocalist would. Yes, he does. And that's what I, that's what I really loved about his stuff. And yeah, his and use of the vibrato bar is, like, amazing. Yeah, there's no yeah. one uh, no one that plays like that guy. No, no one. He is really yeah. seriously unique. Totally unique. And I love the album There and Back. I don't know if you yeah, that's a that. great record. That is well, you know, and you know what's strange? Did you ever notice some of the comments when kids 
like newer kids are like looking at him like on YouTube and stuff. Uh-huh. They're like, you know, well, what's the big deal? You know, yeah, well, right. See, they don't. Is, they don't feel the soul in it, and they don't no. see the. Sure. It, he is like a vocalist on the guitar. Yeah. You know. I I mean the big deal is that he can make one note, you know, move a hundred thousand people. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. that. You you can't do that with seventy eight thousand notes. You know, you can yeah. you, if somebody's shredding for if somebody's shredding for twenty seconds, you go, wow, that's great. Yeah. Somebody's shredding for forty seconds, you're going, yeah, yeah, that's really good. Somebody's shredding for sixty seconds, it's like, okay, <laughs> well, now what? You know, you, stop. You know what? Okay. If you ever if you ever like come across these guys that think they're so great, tell them to go on YouTube and just put in like uh, young Asian guitarist. And watch oh, I've seen that. Kids. Those guys are like machines. <laughs> I know. Remarkable, but it's I know. Just, they they just there's no there's no soul and nothing mm-hmm. in it nothing to it. No, it's just but notes, note after note after note, and technically it is absolutely impossible and incredible. But but what does it do to the soul? Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. I used to, you know, I I you know, it's like I I've seen it. There are a couple of guitar players I've seen. <clears throat> I mean, Clapton I've seen a bunch of times, and I really love Clapton. But there are nights he's great. There are nights he's lazy. I think. Yeah, Jeff Beck is always on the that money. That can happen. BB King has made me cry many times. Oh, Carlos Santana, same thing. Another one, yeah. I mean, you know, some of these guys, you know, if you can make one note, like, just make ten thousand people gasp. Yeah. Then that's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, just to make uh, one person stand up and listen, but to have like so many people have the same. Uh, I feel the same thing. That that's unique. That's totally I know. unique, right there. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. So cool. that's what Stanky Brown always did for me. <laughs> Another Who band. Who was that, Mikey? <laughs> that was that was like, like probably one of your first uh, like real big bands, right? That was the first thing, man. I went from work. I went from working in the post office wow. and planning planning clubs to. I had actually I had actually gotten fired from the post office, which was like impossible. Nobody gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> and my father was and my father was a postmaster. Oh so God! Like, this is like oh, the end God. of the world, you know. But what happened was is they put me on this horrible shift, and I couldn't do it anymore. And I was playing, so you know I would go play and you know have a few cocktails and then go you know <laughs> into work and sit at like a you know one of these letter sorting machines and fall asleep, you know. And, I, and then they would keep suspending me, and I would go, well, I don't really want to do this anymore. But, you know, so my doctor was putting me on medications because it was loud and annoying, and I couldn't stand the job, like most postal workers, not most, some postal workers. And they ended up, you know, firing me, and then I, you know, filed for unemployment, didn't get it, and then I, you know, had my doctor do a bunch of stuff and then got it. So I was on it for about two weeks, and I said, you know what, it's time to make the move. I'm going to be a pro musician. So... Rick Derringer, I think, was looking for somebody. It was Rick Derringer or Billy Joel, maybe both of them. And Henry Gross, remember Henry Gross, that song Shannon? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, he was looking for. He somebody. was in Shannonah, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Henry lives in. I read. I I run into him because I was living in Florida for a couple of years, and he lives in Naples, so I would see him once in a while. And then, um, <clears throat> and his band Stanky Brown. And I I didn't really know much, but I knew that they were managed by John Sher. Who was the, this big promoter of Monarch? Yeah, he was big back then. Yeah, huge. Yeah, he still. He, I still talk to John. He's, you know, he still does big things. But, and then, 
<coughs> they were on Sire Records, which was with ABC, and this was like, you know, they had Climax Blues Band, and Sire had almost signed me, you know, as as a like ni- at 19 they had almost signed me as a solo artist, and I was I just didn't put it together and do it, so. They called me up and said, hey, I've heard this band. I was like, oh, all right, sure. So I went and saw them in Philly at a club, uh, at the Amber Cabaret, I think it was. And then I, I came back and I learned all the stuff and I went and rehearsed with them. And, and I, 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 I sing, I sing, you know, that's one of the reasons I get hired, too, because I sing all the time. And they said, okay, well, you know, we really like you, so why don't we join a band? And I said, okay, cool. And they went, all right, we're going on the road on Friday for a couple of days. And I went, okay, cool. So I went to rehearse with them, and then I said, oh, so where are we going on Friday? And they went, oh, we're going to Pennsylvania, and then we're doing like four dates, but we're opening for Kansas. And and Carry On, My Wayward Son was like number one. Wow. And I'm like, oh, really? They went, wow. yep. Yeah, so I was like, I, we drove, you know, to Pennsylvania in the van, and I was sleeping on a, you know, you know, mattress on a, in a, you know, equipment truck, and, and you know, and I'm I'm going to catering. I've never been in a big sh- at a big show playing, and I sit down to eat, and all of a sudden, all the guys in Kansas are there. And, you know, there's Kerry Libkins in front of me, and you know, and Steve Walsh. And I'm like, oh, oh hi there, how are you? And they're like, good, good. What are you are you here playing? I went, yeah, with the opening act. You know, it's like my first show. You know, it's like, oh. And, but it was amazing. And, you know, with those guys, I ended up, you know, we opened for Kansas, and we opened for the Allman Brothers and Dickie Betts. We opened for Boston, I mean, before they even played the Garden, and I that's when I, you know, got to be friends with Brad. And, you know, it was really cool because Tom Schultz was showing me all of his gear, and nobody had ever even seen it. You know, it was right. like, oh, my, you know, here's the power soak, and here's my thing called the Rockman, and this. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, like, cool. Oh, so wow. it was such, it was such a great entry, you know, into you know into Rockland, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I I played the first you know uh, show at the old Giant Stadium, you know, wow. and, and, and it was great, you know. So they that was they were a cool band, you know. I mean, they, they all still live in New Jersey except for uh, Jeff Lane, or I think who lives in Texas. But yeah, it was cool, you know, a bunch of great stuff. So that's remarkable. Yes, it, it actually is. I now that I think about it, you're, it is remarkable. <laughs> did you leave the band to go to Stars, or did they break up before you went there? <clears throat> no, I actually left to go to Stars. Um, yeah, because uh, that you know that was another thing. I mean, they, Richie called me. I knew all the guys, and Richie, you know, I mean, I knew them. I didn't really know. I mean, they were my friends, and <clears throat> Richie called and said, "You know any bass players?" And I brought a bass player to go audition for him, and uh, it was at Brit Row, which was um, uh, Pink Floyd's. Uh, rehearsal studio and where they kept all their sound equipment in Queens, and they said, "Well, you know, bring a guitar with you." And I went, well, "Okay, sure, you know, I'll bring a guitar." So I went and I played with them, <clears throat> and we got done. And then Richie and Michael like pulled me into a corner and went, "Yeah, you know, we don't know about the bass player. We got this guy Orville Davis coming tomorrow, and you know, Orville was with Rex and Hydra, and you know, and they went, we think he might be good." But they said, "But you're going to join the band," and I went, "No, no, I can't join the band. I'm in a band." And they went, no, no, you're going to join the band. How is that? You are in? I said, I can't. <laughs> they said, you are. You're you're joining the band now. You know, Do you have a dog? And I went, yes. They said, we're going to shoot it. And I went, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, I, why am I joining the band? Because they, and they said, because we, needed, we want another guitar player. We weren't going to do it, but this is perfect, so you're in. And so I joined the band. <laughs> it's like, you know. 
first joined, all the fans thought I was a roadie. So <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Who is this guy? <laughs> oh God, that's good. And some other people, you you work with Clarence Clemens and Gloria Gaynor. Who could put a hamburger down faster out of the two of them? <laughs> uh, Clarence. <laughs> yeah, that was during the session time, and that, you know it, it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you want to know what's funny with that? I was just talking about the Gloria Gaynor thing the other day. The song I did on that, I did this really rocking guitar solo on this thing called I Am What I Am, which was from La Cage which is the Broadway play and, yeah. and movie. And when I was in Germany in 1987 with Lou Graham, <clears throat> I was I was coming back from a restaurant, and I was in a cab, right? And I was going back to the hotel. And I'm listening to this thing on the radio, and I, I went, oh, wow, that's like that Gloria Gaynor thing I played on, I'm thinking to myself. And then I hear this guitar solo at the end of the thing, and I and I went, oh, my God. I said, and I was, I think I was with Gary Corbett, uh, keyboard player, uh, who's an offstage guy for Kiss, and, and he was playing with Lou. And I went, that's me on that record. And the t- cab driver turns around and goes, Vasus, Vasus, you you on that record? And I went, <laughs> yes. And he goes, oh, you're famous. Played with Gloria Gaynor. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't I Will Survive, because every time I piss off my wife, she plays that song and packs my bag, so I'm glad it wasn't that one. <laughs> well, it wasn't, luckily. So. Oh, man, that's funny. Well, I mean, you know, and then like the MTV jingle thing, you know, that was That's me, right, the so. basement tapes, right? Well, not only that, but the regular dance, 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 the jingle. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, like two or three of us did them, and they just, you know, kept dropping them in. And, you know, I was talking about that the other day. You know? I'm going to hope you get royalties for that. Nope, no way. That figures. Paid, I got paid once, and then I heard it for 15 years. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah isn't that great? Oh, this is swell. Oh, uh, something else. Oh, was there any offers you ever got over the years that you turned down, that you look back on and said, you know, I should have, I should have did that? Not even for, like, the big success, just to say, you know, I would have had that opportunity to maybe play with this person or... Um, yeah, the only one I always think about like that is um, is uh, David Bowie. Uh, wow, really? I, w- I was supposed to... I mean, it, there were a couple of phone calls that happened. It was 1983, and I was actually supposed to replace... Uh, well, I got a call, and they went, you know, can you, would you want to play with Bowie? And I went, wow, well, that would be great. And I said, why? And they went, well, there's this guy, Stevie Vaughan, who got a solo deal. Right. And he, he played with him on the record, on the Let's Dance record, but he's going to go off and do his solo record, and we're making a big deal out of this. And there's going to be all this, you know, we're going to make have a bunch of press and all this animosity, and everybody's going to be mad, but the thing is, is nobody's mad at anybody. He's just, you know, it's a solo thing, and David went, yeah, go do it, you know. And <clears throat> I went, wow, you know, that was, I would have loved to have done that, but at the same time, I had just, you know, agreed to play with Steve Winwood. And, oh, okay. you know, and for me, this is just personally for me, I mean, I wanted, I, I would rather have played with Winwood because I'm a huge Winwood fan. I mean, I love his his playing. I love his songs. I I think he's got the, one of the best voices that has ever existed. And, you know, that was for me, that would have been, you know, I was playing with one of my idols. So, <clears throat> you know, and I, and I had just signed papers, but I don't even think I would have, you know, you know, changed what I was changed doing. It, yeah. the, the thing is, is that the Bowie tour lasted really long. It was out for two years. I would have been the guy that replaced Stevie Ray. And 
and and and I would have have been you know and and I would have been uh, I would have had to have worn a pirate suit on stage so <laughs> instead of instead of Earl Slick you know yeah so so that would have been you know that would have been the one thing that would have been sort of cool but you know it was if money was about the same but you know it wasn't even that it was just that you know I had signed with Winwood and I always I always keep you know my word and the other thing is is that I love Winwood but that would have been a really interesting you know I wonder what the turn there was there was that thing and then moving to LA because the Toto guys wanted me to move to LA and be a session yeah. guy out there but I just wanted to stay on the east coast and uh, I wonder what that would have done but you know just those just those two things you know Nothing else huge is, uh, well, in 2005, I found out that Sting was looking for me, uh, wow. and they couldn't find me, and they only had like a week to find me, <clears throat> and and I was like, I'm like the easiest person to find, you know, you put a search on the internet and you find me, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's like 32,000, you know, things on me or something, you know, or so somewhere along there you can find some kind of contact information, so... He must have no been way. busy with Trudy that week practicing that hand trick, and he didn't have a chance to get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife and my daughter are sitting there going, how can this guy talk this much? <laughs> Natalie, <laughs> Natalie, the, al- the album cover artist just hit herself in the head. And went, oh. oh, God. We're going to have to cut you off anyway in about a minute, Bobby, because we're almost out of time. Just tell them you're on the line with a bunch of get get you know, we're in Staten Island in Brooklyn. We're not far from Jersey, so it's all like that syndicate. <laughs> That's funny. Well, this is great, man. I mean, you know, I'm glad you guys had me on, and uh, you know, I, you know, we should do it again sometime, and we'll. we'll we're definitely going to do it again. We can fill up the whole show with you. The next time you have nothing to do, you just let me know, and you're on the whole oh, show with sure. us. Oh, sure. Yeah, I would have done the 6:30 thing, but we, I had a schedule change today. Nah, it's all right. No, it's no big it, deal. It worked out for the uh, fellow. It worked out for the best did. anyway. Well, yeah, that's great because if he was, it was in the middle of the night, and yeah, where is he? We want to let him go to bed because he looked like he was ready to go to sleep. I was talking to him; he was falling asleep. So. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm always I have, awake. I have that uh, effect on people. He has that effect on people, Tommy. Yeah, I beat you to it, too. <laughs> I'm always Bobby. awake for interviews. So, uh. Thank you very much, Bob. We really appreciate it, man. One day okay, I'd like guys. to get a free guitar lesson. No, I'm one kidding. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> you want to do it? One day, one day. I'll write you. All right, we can do it. Yeah, you got. You guys have my email and stuff, right? I have it, yeah. I'll give it to him. Okay, cool. Well, we'll set, let's set another one of these up for maybe, you know, whenever you guys want to do it. And, uh, and, we'll, and we'll just have, like... Uh, you know, uh, well, bullshit about Gene talk, talking worse. Gene Simmons. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we should bring up Gene Simmons more. Yeah, I've got. We, there's a lot more I can talk about. So. All right, well, you're definitely coming back on. That would be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, you got it, y'all. Bobby, and, and you thanks, take care. And, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. You got it, Bobby. Thank you. And go get your new album if everybody hasn't have it yet. Live in Madison. You go right to your website. I have all the links yep. up there. Go right and, through uh, PayPal. Definitely. And how about we uh, close things out with uh, Face Behind the Axe? Great. Great time. Right. Great track. Thanks, guys. You got it, Bobby. Thank you very much. Take care. Okay, we'll see you all later.
Thank Jace Lamberg for calling in. Bobby Masano, I'm sorry for everybody that got cut off of uh, the live show at 8 o'clock. Uh, we ran late talking to Bobby, but check out the podcast for the rest of the interview. That was There's fun. no way I could cut him off, you know. He was such a great talk, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, like, I, wish, I, now I wish he could have called in early because we could have had him on the whole show. Oh, I see. You, like, broadcast the whole thing. Yeah, I mean... That's he, all right. That's all right, because everybody will go back and listen, because they're going to hear it cut off, Yeah, and they're yeah. going to be like, you know, they're going to be like, well, maybe we'll check out the pod, you know, the podcast. I just say in the chat room, you know, only a handful of people are always in the chat room. Right. Uh, that we're going to get cut off, but I don't want to say live, because I want to keep them going, but, man, we right. can talk to that guy forever. He's he, That's what I love when you get somebody who oh, just man. talk about music, and, you know, he's not... He's not He's not conceited or self-centered. He'll talk no, about anything, which is great. He was a good talk. Definitely. And we have fun with him. Well, lots of fun. Great guy. I mean, you know, I just knew a few, a handful of his projects before, uh, you know, before this. And yeah. It's amazing. You know, now I might you know even, more. I might even uh, take him up on that guitar lesson. <laughs> I would. Why not? What the hell? Maybe they show me something that I'm doing wrong, you know? Because hey, I, I have a mental block sometimes. And maybe I don't think you're doing somebody, anything wrong. You're a great guitar player. Somebody, got, you know, somebody like that could, you know, maybe open up some new doors for me. Well, he's right know. here in Jersey, so not that far from us. Excellent. I, I wish I would have known about up. the Star Show. I never, I heard nothing about that at yeah, all. Yeah, they didn't do really for me. He says that they sold out. I guess there's like a... I'm going to see if the MySpace, you know. Even yeah. some people on MySpace, they play in New York area, and they don't, like, you know, they don't, they don't go crazy it. promoting yeah. it. I know. Like, it's a shame. That's what I'm saying, you know. Like, I retire. I'm going to get into into that, some with, some with music. Right, Even if it's you. not for money, just to, you know, just to just do something. Just to help something. bands out, yeah. You know, yeah, help bands out, know. and, you know, who knows. Yeah, you'd be good at that. What could happen? Yeah, me, you, right. you'd be good at it, too, man. Ah. Uh, I'm sorry, right, we had brother. two interviews down. We got one more to go. You want me to call you uh, later on, or are you going to call in? Uh, no, I'll call you later, because I'm going to take the phone. i got to charge right. the phone. You got it. So I might even call in from my sister's phone. All right, I'm gonna, it's going to so be uh, 10 o'clock. You'll see the 718 number. All right, I know the number. I know your sister's number. Yeah, yeah. if you see that number, it might yeah. be my sister's phone. 
Well, it's going to be 10, but the thing is going to start at 9.30. I'm not going to be on. I'm just going to, you know, so I have the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll wait, be... for you to, I'll wait for you to call in before I call Australia. Yeah, I'll so call in right at 10 from my sister's phone because I'll be yeah. watching the end of uh, True Blood. That's all. Try, try to get me a few minutes before 10 because I'm going to call him at that time. Okay. All right, I'll talk to you in a little while, buddy. All right, bye-bye. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you Thursday on the Metal Matinee at 1 o'clock for Mentally Insane. Good night, everybody.